This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. My guest is Jaime Rivera. Hi, Jaime, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for the invite again. It's such a pleasure to be back. Absolutely. You know, uh, I wanted you on the CS show, but you couldn't make it. So I figured, like, let's try to get Jaime on sometime after CS. And here you are. Thank you so much. I apologize. Travel has been just so bad. Hey, <laughs> don't worry. I know it's been the same for everyone. I haven't traveled too much since the beginning of the year, mostly just CS. But obviously, there's all kinds of things coming up, MWC in particular. And I do want to talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, I got a bunch of stuff. The, the, the kind of speaking of MWC, the thing that that like totally like crazy news of the week, to me anyway, is this announcement by Energizer that they're going to launch 26, 26 devices <laughs> at MWC. Uh, have you seen that? I saw it, but like for me, it's like, I don't know, like in addition to the 26, it's like, did you see the one of a uh, 18, what is well, it? Yeah, 18, I, I, I want us to dig into that a little bit, but like there's so much weirdness in this announcement. First of all, 26 phones. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Secondly, I know some of these are dumb phones, but secondly, 18,000 milliamp hour phone, right? Yeah. And then there is uh, all these phones with electric uh, selfie cameras that pop up, like the Vivo Nex, the original Vivo Nex, and but they make the things look like a battery in, in outline when they're raised, right? Well, if, if you think about it, I mean, that's what their business is. Of it, course, it would be- but I think it's very clever. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be a complete irony for you to have an Energizer phone that doesn't <laughs> keep going and going and going. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that they're only making one that's 18,000 million. 1,800, I mean. No, 18,000. 18,000. 18, I, I don't know. Jeez. Have you seen a... Have you, can, you, can we even travel with an 18,000? Oh, yeah. The, the limit, I believe, is 22,000. Is it? Okay. Yeah, 22,000 is like 100 uh, watt hours or something like that. It's Which crazy. is the limit. Yeah, it's the limit. Like, how much do you think that battery is going to last? Uh, let's see. So let's, so let's look at a phone like the um, Mate 20 Pro or the, the Note 9 or the View 20. They're 4,000 milliamp hours or so, and they last. Like, I'd say people can easily get two days, yeah? Yep, pretty much. So Mate now 4,000 yes. goes into 18,000 four times in a bit. So we're looking at a week. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. A a week or or in our numbers, it would be like three days and a half, probably. Well, yeah, for us, it's different. (laughs) Maybe five days for us. Yeah. But I mean, look, it's it's a lot. It's a long time. But but what do you think? First of all, who do you think their ODM is? Because it looks like if they're doing something with Vivo or something like that. It's a Shenzhen parts bin special. Okay. That's the ODM. No, I don't know, man. You're right. It could be anyone. It could totally be BBK, but it could also be TCL. It could be. And then there's this other company. You remember Elephone from Hong Kong? Oh, yeah. Elephone. The, they, they were doing slider phones as well, or at least they announced a few. I'm not exactly sure if they ended up launching them or not, but I mean, you, you never know. 
You know, the other thing it could be is somebody reverse engineered BBK with in terms of the slide the slide out mechanism for the stuff. I mean, it's not you know, it's not rocket science to build a slide out mechanism. If you watch um, Zach's, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Jerry rig everything's, um, you know, tear apart videos. It, it's not like any anyone with a bit of an engineering background could make a phone like that. The, the question is how reliable it'd be long term, right? Exactly. So. I don't expect these phones to be particularly great in any way, shape, or form. Uh, maybe I'm being pessimistic. Maybe Energizer is getting serious. Maybe in a few years, Energizer phones will be a thing. Jaime, what is the world coming to? But what do you think about this? I mean, like the industry that's making the least amount of money right now is smartphones. Truly, they're going to get a lot of cash flow because it, there is there is a lot of it now. But, you know, companies, which are the companies that are making money from phones right now? Only the companies that own the services like Apple, like Xiaomi. Uh, these are the companies that are making money. But then other the others are just, you know, smartphone sales, bare bones, pretty much. I don't know. Yeah, what do and, and I think this is what this is going to fit into. Think about this for a second. How many companies make USB cables? Hmm. That's right? a good question. They yeah. are, they still exist. Like, you know, to me, when I try to wrap my head around, you know, being in Shenzhen, being an entrepreneur, being a business person, you know, nothing fancy, you know, like the evolution of the mom and pop Chinese restaurant type of business. Yeah. And I'm making USB cables. Like, I can't actually have a really hard time wrapping myself, my head around this idea, because I'm like, why would you want to make USB cables? Not because USB cables are unsexy. They're obviously a necessity. People lose them and break them all the time. So there's a need for them. But, but, but like, how unsexy is that? How, how, like, everyone can make a USB cable is that? Why would you even compete in a market where you probably have a hundred factories or more, maybe thousands of factories making USB cables? But Yet then again, they do it. They but do then again, it. they do have a unique selling point, which I feel is a lot better than the Pepsi phone, if you remember, or oh the KFC God. phone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But no, my, my point, you see what I'm saying? So for Shenzhen, I yeah. think this makes perfect sense. There right. can be a hundred factories making, you know, knockoffs of the, even, even at this point, one plus knockoffs, you know what I'm saying? True. Because they can and they will, and for them it's a viable business model because they they can be competition because there is demand. I guess people, you know, remember we in the West, and you probably know this from South America. We in the West are the kind of the exception because we all buy flagships all the time. True that. True that. I mean, the rest of the world, especially India, South America, Africa, does not run on flagship phones. If no. they run on any smartphone at all, we're talking about you know. Mid-range at best. Mid-range at best. And I, you know, and it depends. Like, there are, I still know people here who use feature phones simply because, like, they've, they haven't felt the need to upgrade to a smartphone. Exactly. There's still a so, market like that. So, what I'm saying is even China itself, right, mm -hmm. has, well, how is it now? Like, billion more than that, right? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember my history lessons from when I was in high school, but as you and I know, we're both old and <laughs> numbers have changed a lot since then. Anyway, the point is there's so many people that need smartphones all the time that there yeah. might be a viable business in having a company in Shenzhen among a hundred other companies make kind of you know, Shenzhen parts special bin parts bin special phones and yeah. and and then partnering with Western brands to get that branding. And that's what we're seeing in these energizer phones. I don't expect these phones to be terrible. I don't mm -hmm. expect these phones to be great. I expect these phones to be different. And that's why I'm kind of fascinated. I'm just a little 
puzzled by the number though. Twenty six. Wow. That that is that is crazy. But then again, if you think about it, you and I were at MediaTek. You and I were in Taipei. Yeah. You remember that presentation we got where they were talking to us about the next billion, like how they're more focused in the next billion and not in the current market. I think that if those twenty six phones are oriented towards you know the entry level people that you know don't want to pay a lot for phone but they do care about battery life and they do they are road warriors etc i think that they could probably end up with a hit i mean why not yeah no look as i said there's i think there's room for this and if they play their marketing card right that eighteen thousand milliamp phone could be you know could be kind of like the cat series uh phones you know, the rugged exactly. phones that have the FLIR camera and stuff. Like, they right. are they're a, a valid market. Like, they're not... I wouldn't want that phone personally, but I can totally understand, like, there's a niche of people for that for whom that phone is perfect. Exactly. Because it is indestructible and they need those features. I think there is a bunch of people out there. I know, like, a lot of my friends who are, like, hashtag van life, you know? camping in there, living out of their vans, very mm-hmm. outdoorsy, who might not need a rugged phone, but they could certainly use the battery power and and maybe even the ability to use the phone as a battery pack for something else, right? Then well, this, this is going to be your Burning Man phone. Perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, I could bring that phone, if the camera is any good, I could bring that phone there and use that phone with a single charge the whole week. Yeah, Crazy. definitely. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I think it's cool and I, I think you can't, you know, you can't ignore this, and I'm certainly going to go check them out at MWC when I'm there. <laughs> you bet. You bet. When uh, are you landing? I'm arriving, actually, I'm actually getting to Spain early to take a few days and wander around uh-huh. southern Spain. So, I'm missing Samsung in San Francisco because I can't change my flight uh, because I'm getting there on the 13th. <laughs> oh, my God, Mary. And, how how and, did Samsung mess us up with this well, schedule? Well, they don't give a crap about us, clearly. I've had two weeks ago, I had this rant on the podcast here with uh, David, mm. ML. Oh, And nice. it's like, it's like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we've all, like, I'm hoping that all of us media have expressed very clearly how annoyed we are with Samsung to them because I certainly have sent them a very polite but very firm email saying you know this is not cool yeah I mean it's the first time it's in my own town and you're doing it two days before we all have to be at MWC I mean if you um, to answer your question I'm after my little trip around southern Spain I will be back in Barcelona on the 22nd of Friday so I'll be, you know, hitting the ground running without jet lag, which will be awesome because I'll be have been there for 10 days mm-hmm. um, to do Lovely. all the stuff on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think personally, I feel at Samsung, I'm sure that the people who have the money had cha- were able to change their flights or paid for changing their flights and are still pissed off because it's really messing with the schedule, right? M- Miriam, think about it. I mean, I'm in the East Coast. And so for me, like there are no flights to Spain from L.A. No, or no San direct Fran. flights. No, you, you, ha- you have to go to the East Coast. So I have to fly San Fran, Newark. Newark, Barcelona. How, how is that? Like it's a it's a 14 hour trip for me with a connection. 
I know. It's it's insane. I was like, what the? Cause so, but it, you're going, right? You, you've been, well, 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 I don't have a choice. I mean, usually that that's just the way it is. I mean, if we want to get the content, if we want to get the coverage, I mean, what other hot phones have we been covering lately, if not the Galaxy I know, S10? I mean, we can't just say, well, no, no, we're not going, you know? And sure, right. I mean, you're going to be at MWC. You could most probably see them from the booth, Well, that's my goal. I mean, honestly, I cannot change my flight. Like, I basically... No. Because I didn't get I didn't get a sponsorship to go to MWC from anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm on my own money there as a single person publication. You know my budget's not huge for exactly. that stuff. So exactly. I'm actually using my air miles to go to Barcelona. So guess what? That means mm-hmm. I can't change my flight. Like I, I would have to basically throw away my, my my air miles and book something and pay for it if I wanted to do it. So I'm not doing it, and I, especially since I'm already being going to be there uh, for other for something else. So I'm like. Too bad. You know, my goal is I'm going to hit the Samsung booth the first time I get a chance. Uh, in the back, they always have those the press area where they have phones on tether that you can take yeah. video and content off. And I'll yeah. be late on my coverage, but that's the best I can do. You know, I can't I can't multiply myself. So, there no, you and, in, and in my case, I was being dogged because I, I was able to get a sponsor and I was being dogged like for like two weeks. We need your dates. We need your dates for the plane ticket to buy your plane ticket. Of course and, you did. I, and I don't know why I just I had this hunch that I had to wait. And so I took forever. And when I least expected, like the day, the day that I was going to send my dates is when I found out that they were going to announce it not to happen in Barcelona, but somewhere else. And I'm like, no, no. And so I waited an extra two days and out of the blue, boom, it's not going to be New York. This is, you know, it's, it's always snowing in that season. So I get it. But but oh my god, have to fly to San Fran and then back to Barça. It's it's crazy. But anyway, it's stupid. Well, I will be watching your coverage with abated breath, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I apologize to the listeners. I won't you know I won't have my first impressions until a little later. Obviously, I will talk about it the podcast extensively. It- and you're not going to be the only one, Miriam. I mean, a lot of people, like, I'm just lucky that I hadn't bought my ticket. But a lot of people are just, you know, they weren't planning for it. And and just think about it. Just Barcelona is going to be grueling. It always is with the yeah. amount of work that we have to do. And so it's like, I, I seriously thought I, I'm going to. I, I'm like, I have to skip. And and I was like, you can't skip. Like, what the? What are you going to do? Like, what if they what if they hand out review units I mean, I'll or fr- something? I'll be frank like, with you that if I hadn't booked my flight or I was, there was a way to change my flight, I would not have skipped, especially since I'm already in SF. It's not like... Exactly. And so my so, plans, my plans were actually to arrive in Barcelona early, just like you, be able to get rid of the jet lag two days early and then handle the show. And obviously, Unpack was going to be part of it. And then out of the blue, boom, no. And the United States, like, seriously? Like, I think they should have done it a week before or something. Then it would have made more sense. I mean, I True. still couldn't have made it, but whatever. That's True. my problem. I think a lot of people would have had more flexibility. And you're lucky that you're in San Fran, but most of us are in New York. Right. Like not all of not all of us have an office in San Fran to, you know, in the West Coast, you know. So it it was like, all right, fine. Let's just get it. Let's just get it over with. You know, know, the other nightmare that I lived that we all lived for a few hours was remember when Huawei invited us to their press conference at two o'clock on Saturday, uh, Sunday, Uh I mean. And then and then LG sent the invite, but didn't send the time. And you know how LG traditionally does it early afternoon. And all I could imagine yeah. in my head was they're going to conflict, but they didn't. They're obviously they 
they paid attention to each other's stuff. Oh so, my god! But 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 I hate. Have you seen your schedule for Sunday the twenty fourth? It's insane. I don't think I'm going to be able to make Microsoft because it's between Nokia and and LG, and honestly, those two are more important than the Hololens too for I'm, me. I'm, I'm glad that they haven't reached out. <laughs> I just I'm hearing it from it now, and I'm glad they haven't reached out. I'm just gonna duck and not say anything. Yeah, they haven't reached out to me either, and I'm kind of happy, honestly. It's like wow. Well, yeah, and Microsoft's presence in MWC has been like really low really low ever since they lost windows phone yeah i mean obviously i mean i think hololens 2 is going to be a big deal though and um, uh i don't know <laughs> i have my reservations over i don't know i've seen no, but so I mean, much AR. it's gonna be hype is what i'm saying no matter what it's gonna create it's gonna generate traffic yeah it will and i'll pro most probably go see it at their booth at some point but you know yeah I, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard as much yeah it, but and, and it's also just so hard to make a video about something that you can't show people. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's just very difficult. I, like every when I when I saw the original HoloLens presentation, I'm like, how do I know this is real or fake? How do I know that this is staged or not? There's no way. Right. You know, right. and so aside from showing off the headset, that's all I could do. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, I I'm excited about what Nokia is obviously gonna show i mean i don't know anything i haven't been briefed yet but um it's coming um you know there's been lots of rumors of that nokia 9 with pure view camera five pure view cameras i'm pretty sure that's what it is so yeah needless to say i'm going to be at the nokia thing good good i'm, I'm hoping yeah. that it is that i mean oh my god like i think my best performing video uh like for the past two weeks has been the nokia 7.1 it's a great device, you know. I had and one I'm uh, for a little while. People, yeah, and I'm shocked at how people are so receptive of Nokia coming back. I like that. That's great. Well, I think our audiences are pretty nerdy and into it. Like, I think we, a lot of us, I think there's younger people who don't remember Nokia like we do. But I think yeah. there's a lot of people in our audience, you know, who had a Nokia phone in the before the iPhone, like uh, a Symbian N series or something, and they. You know, or they had a Windows phone and they love it. I mean, you know, Anshel was on the show last week, was telling us how he pulled out his uh, Lumia 1020 recently. He was talking about this on Facebook and Twitter mm -hmm. and, and saw, you know, he saw pictures he took with the 1020 and he was amazed at how good they were, you know. I mean, oh there's a God. lot of people who have nostalgia around that. We should do a, we should do a photo comparison between the 1020 and the Mate 20 Pro. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be interesting. I, I mean, it's the same guy. You know that the leadership that's in charge of the camera for the Mate 20 Pro is the same people from Nokia that made the PureView. Right. No, I know. Yeah. So I, I'm really stoked about this Nokia thing. It'll be interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think that to me that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most. You know, I saw your... Um, your daily show on Friday where you talked about all the folding phones, you know, that, oh, you know, yeah. the invite for Huawei has the folding phone in it. And we know there was a leak on a Samsung video. And, and honestly, that I mean, it's cool as a nerd. I'm like, of course, I, this is cool folding display, whatever. But there's no, I don't see a use case for these devices, you know, so it's, I don't get it yet. I don't think we have a use case yet. 
I'll give you one. Um, bear in mind, I, I completely agree with you. I think that folding products are a solution in search of a problem. And these companies just need a Vanguard product. Like, who, who knows who, who Royale, the Royale, that company? Nobody knew what that company was until they came up with a folding phone. So that's like a very cheap way to get marketing. <laughs> like, because everybody went to their booth at CES simply because of that folding product. And then you found out that they also made other phones. But before that, like, for me, it's just the marketing stunt to a certain degree but i mean we were in taipei how many people did you see taking photos and just using tablets as smartphones you remember those asus uh, tablets that also had cellular connectivity on them and that you could use them as phones yeah i do i saw a ton of people using that like nexus 7 designs like and so obviously for people like them in markets like china like, I think that it's going to be a huge hit over there because I have seen a ton of people over there using tablets as phones. I find it to be funny, but it's a thing over there. Yeah, no, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, does it justify the cost when you can pick up a tablet so cheaply? Well, but that's and that's the thing. Like, I feel that uh, the speculation over the price tag is not it's it's not going to happen. They can't price it that way. Like, I mean, like. There, there's just no way you have so many tablets right now you can get for two hundred dollars one hundred dollars it's not gonna happen i don't think yeah, that's no, gonna, i think I, you're you're right i don't think it doesn't matter like what are they gonna tell me oh because we have a flexible oled now we've been having flexible oleds and products since when since the g4 <laughs> yeah i mean that's my, my that's kind of part of the point i'm making is that is that like it's I get I get the coolness of that and I get the the potential use cases as you indicated but to me for me I don't see a use case and for the kind of people who'd spend 15 16 1700 dollars other than bragging rights I don't see a use case you know think think about it I think that the only way that I would be willing like if it were my money the only product that I'd be willing to put money down for is that razor rumor of a foldable old v3 that for me would be it but then but then my concern is a plastic display like you know how that's gonna age it's not gonna age well yeah remember the v30 oh yeah of course <laughs> uh yeah i agree with you i actually think that um to me the razor from moto this revival of the razor is the most compelling a scenario i've seen for a phone like that because it's yeah. it's got the nostalgia factor it makes sense to have the folding display for that because really what it is is it's not going from phone to tablet it's going from half phone to full phone and exactly and, that's and if you perfectly think about usable, it this gives you the option to you know it's a good mm -hmm. use case i mean half the time you can use the outside display see who's calling answer the call right and you flip yeah. it open and you take the call and the other time you know you can have one app on the top one app on the bottom or one long app and scroll through i yeah. think that's cool that's perfect and you know i think with the rumors that we talked about two weeks ago of the uh, xperia xz um four uh that's coming at mw potentially having an aspect ratio of 21 to 9 yeah, that was crazy. I've been saying for a while is the future. I really feel that having more vertical real estate on our phones so that mm -hmm. they can be narrower and you can hold them with one hand and still use them is the future. Because that way you can have an, if you really need to use them one handed, you don't use the bottom half of the phone, right? True that. 
And True so that. you can still have the real estate when you need it and when you want it, and you get super wide angle, like you know, wide view when you watch videos and stuff. Uh, you know, Marquez now shoots at, at some kind of weird, wider than uh, sixty-nine aspect ratio. I think he's using nineteen or eighteen-nine or something. Yeah, he's doing eighteen-nine, which I, I like. I get, I get like five comments out of five hundred all the time asking asking us to move to eighteen by nine, <laughs> really? and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, listen, try to watch an eighteen by nine video on a Pixel Three XL, and you tell me if you like it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, look, I think, I think, I think I'm, I'm excited to see that we're gonna see some potentially more than that royal phone we saw at CS that we're going to get hands on with folding phones from Samsung at the Samsung event and at MWC and from Huawei at the Huawei event but frankly I'm much more excited about the Nokia you know Same. whatever it's called Nokia 9 pure view madness and Same. and and I'm more excited about the, if they announce the P30 uh from Huawei or if they announce the uh, LG G8 um or if they announce, you know, um, whatever it might be. I I'm kind of more looking forward to those phones that we expect to come at MWC because I want to see this year how it evolves. Um, I want to touch on the Honor View 20 a little bit with you later, but but Do to it. me that phone is has started the year with such such excitement and pizzazz and, and, and made it such a good intro to the year that I'm hoping that post MWC will come out saying, you know what, this is going to be a great, we're going to continue saying this is going to be a great year for smartphones. Despite, you know, the fact that the sales are slowing down and people are just thinking of phones as commodities of slabs of glass and metal that are all the same. I want us to kind of break that this year and say, you know what, that's all kind of true, but at the same time, we're seeing more diversity than we've ever seen in the ecosystem. And not only that, I mean, think about, like, if if we talk about devices like the Mate 20 Pro, for example, like, there is such, so much added value in a product like that. Like, I, my biggest problem is, I think that smart, the smartphone market has slowed down, and what companies have been doing is raising their prices, obviously, to adjust for the lack of demand. And that's that's a downward spiral. That's not yeah. gonna that that's, that's not, not gonna sustainable. work. Sustainable. No, that's totally. not sustainable. And so the biggest problem is if you're not if you're gonna charge me more money and yet you're gonna give me more of the same, then I'm not willing to pay for it. But if you give me a 40 megapixel camera that gives my you know your typical Panasonic G7 and a G85 a run for its money. Oh my God. Okay, fine. Now we're talking. And we're getting there very slowly. I mean, you know, the, uh, we've seen what the P20 Pro and the Mate 20 Pro has brought to the table, Pixel 2 XL or Pixel 2 in general, Pixel 3 in general. Yeah. Um, and, and I would argue that the View 20 Pro, uh, sorry, the View 20, <laughs> no, there's no View 20 Pro, the Honor View 20, the 48 megapixel, you know, it shows us something we kind of saw with the PureView phones, the the, 88, the, the 808 PureView Symbian yeah. phone and the 1020 after it, uh, yeah. the Windows phone. The whole pixel binning, the ability to shoot, uh, that they have that mode uh, called the um, clarity mode or whatever at 48 mm -hmm. megapixel, which you know, takes multiple shots at 48 megapixels and, and like, it basically creates like a... Uh, a super high res photo out of it and it looks so good it's so amazing i mean you know it's kind of a one trick pony in that sense of u20 but at the same time we know that that technology is going to make it down and and other people are going to adopt it so i'm really stoked to see what nokia brings to the table with their five cameras and you know we already saw saw the whole bunch of manufacturers are coming out with three cameras in the back samsung with the s10 
Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple does three cameras this year on one device, you know? Mm -hmm. But do you think they're going to make the jump to higher resolution photography, which I think is the way to go for smartphones? I mean, if you can't easily fit optical zoom on those things, give me more resolution and I'll just crop into it. I think they're going to go, it. they're going to add, you know, it's Apple. They're very conservative in, in, in many ways. Sometimes they introduce something that, you know, people copy like the notch and the face ID, but and like before that touch ID in the sense that they do it right, you know, but because they weren't the first with a notch, they weren't the first with um, fingerprint authentication. Um, but I think Apple is going to add wide angle and keep it to that. I think they're, they're just going to continue what they have and refine it. I think we're going to have to look at Android and Nokia and Huawei and Samsung and LG and you know the the existing companies that have been well known for pushing the envelope in terms of uh, imaging on mobile to bring us um, the innovation it might not be perfectly polished unlike Apple but it will show us the way of the future right I think so. I just I think that Apple is one of the companies that is in most need of coming up with something that's not just another another iterative update. I think I, I think do. the I, I think the iPhone 11 needs to be more than just less of a notch. It has to be about something else. Well, you know, I agree, but I'm not seeing that anytime soon i think apple right now based on their you know recent results and yeah i wouldn't say struggles because they're still no, doing great no. but like they're certainly having shown they're showing there's some signs of of you know difficulties and that's fair i think everybody's experienced that i, I think generally speaking it, it's a reflection of the economies of the world the regime in the u.s and the you know the True. trade wars that are happening because of it etc um but i think what's going on here is apple needs an iphone se version 2.0 really badly yes, they need something they to undercut the x the XR, the 10R, which is a great yeah. phone, in my opinion, is my phone pick of the year for really? Apple. Oh, I think it's the one to get because you know what? You get better battery life. You get the same great camera and processor. And the camera, honestly, it takes better portraits than the X, the uh, 10S and 10S Max because it doesn't rely on the telephoto for the bouquet. So right. it it's actually like gives you better low light performance for portraits. Try them side by side. Take a portrait in low light with a, an, an, a 10S and a 10R and the 10R will walk all over the 10S. It's insane. And so to me, um, the only negative on the, and pricing is great, and I love the colors. The only negative is it's a little big for what it is, and it's for an Apple iPhone, uh, an entry-level price iPhone, and it, you know, the, the display resolution, but we all know the display is gorgeous. It's just we're nitpicky about the resolution because we can't get our heads around the fact that it doesn't even do 1080, right? No. So. If you can, if you can get past that, it's, I think it's the best phone they make right now. If I had to buy an iPhone, like at gunpoint right now, I would just instantly buy an XR. Like it would just be like that's the one. Impulsive buy. Yeah, I mean, it's especially when you can trade in an old iPhone right now and get a discount on it from Apple directly. Interesting. No, for me, so, it's so that's my opinion, and I want to see. I love the SC when it came out. Now it's long in the tooth. You know, but I want to oh, see. Th imagine, oh, Theo, Theo still has it, right? Yeah, see, Theo loves their SE. So imagine for a second that form factor, that chassis, right? Yeah. Imagine in your head that chassis. Now stretch the screen to all the edges. Oh, that right? would be so cool. Put a, a, a pole punch or a notch 
okay, for the front facing, put face ID on there and give the display at least, you know, the same 848 across resolution as the 10R. Yeah. Put the, put last year's, like this current processor, the, yeah. what is it, A12 now, Bionic? A12, yeah. Yeah, put that in there, put the same camera module as the 10R in there and sell that for $100 less than a 10R. Oh, I, I think, and if they would put an LCD on that thing, that battery that has life to be would an LCD. It would be an LCD. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah, but like, that battery life would be epic, which would be great. Think about what, how people who want that form factor that size would benefit from the larger screen real estate instantly. I, I think that was the phone that should have been, that should have been launched. I think but that's they, the phone. Yeah. But I think that when they were planning the 10R, they didn't see, they, I don't think they could predict that things were going to go the way they went, even though Apple's very smart. I think that they kind of always dismiss the SE. And the fact that they brought it back on sale recently, as you know, right? The SE, yep. you can buy yep. it again. Yep. It, to me, and I mean, I wouldn't buy it now because it's a little long in the tooth, but man, that tells me everything I need to know. If Apple's, it's basically Apple saying, mea culpa, we admit we need to have a phone like this in the lineup. We're, and I, I, I would be mind-bogglingly disappointed if they did not have something to replace the SC next year. Well, and you have that, and you also have the case where even the iPhone 10 is now being sold again uh, as a refurb, just like in yeah, the case of the exactly, SE. Exactly, exactly. That, that just got announced. So here's my, I even have a name for that phone. Mm, what we, what it's you the call it? iPhone 10R Mini. 10R Mini. Okay. Because you have 10S Max, right? Or the iPhone 10 Mini. Well, yeah, okay. So then maybe, you know, next see I'm I'm really thinking Apple needs to go away from the Mac stuff. So I really ideally want Apple to have the 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 S, the X the the XS or the ten S and the ten R series. The and it's like the MacBook versus MacBook Pro. And they come in different sizes. You don't True. specify the size. Like you just say I have the big one, you know? The box just says ten R or ten S. You know what I'm saying? That's what they oh. need to do. Or they could just call it iPhone. Think about it. I mean, oh, wow. the original Overall, iPhone. iPhone. That would amaze. That was something they should have done when they only had two models, honestly, a yeah. long time ago. And it would, you know, when we review it, we would put iPhone in brackets 2019, you know, yeah. next to it. They should have. And if you think about it, the original iPhone was, by today's standards, a small phone. So, I mean, why not just call it iPhone? Just that. Yeah. Like, just that'd like be, what they did with the iPad. Cool. Back, to, you know. back to roots, yeah. Yeah. Listen, we kind of touched on Samsung because we ran ranted about their boneheaded <laughs> decision to screw us all over. Um, but uh, I want to touch on some rumors and leaks related to MWC and the S10. Uh, getting back on on topic a little here, mm -hmm. um, FCC uh, certified the S10 in all its shape and forms, and so the S10, S10 Plus, and S10e. Mm -hmm. which is the economy, which is the, I'm calling it now. I think a lot of people, it's not my, my, it's not my calling it, but I've seen somebody say this and I believe they're right. It's going to be the iPhone XR competitor, mm. the XSE. Um, they passed through the FCC. They got approved. So we know they're coming. I wouldn't be surprised if they go on sale while we're at MWC, to be honest. Why not? Um, I mean, think about it. Or pre-orders the day of, because I have a feeling they're ready to roll with these things. So the the other thing the FCC revealed, which is interesting, is that uh, you might have heard of this thing called Wi-Fi AX, which mm -hmm. is a successor to Wi-Fi AC, mm -hmm. and these phones have it. But not only that, um, nowadays they've renamed the Wi-Fi ecosystem to numbers, and so it's Wi-Fi 6, in case you're keeping track at home. Huh. AC is Wi-Fi 5. 
Okay. So one five plus one is six, and that's what you're going to get on your Galaxy S10 if you buy one. So time to go out there and buy a Wi-Fi 6 compatible router if you haven't already. So you can have faster wireless transmissions between two Galaxy S10s in your house because you're going to buy one for your spouse as a two-in-one bogo thing um <laughs> and and then your laptop because i no, no I, don't, I don't know how many laptops have a ax or no, Wi-Fi 6 I, now, I, I, I just i just bought a brand new macbook pro and i don't think it has ax Probably but not. i i remember and that's the thing i remember that the snapdragon 855 supports ax yeah uh so i think that it's not just going to so, be the galaxy it's every device with the 855 is going to bring it yeah i hope so and yeah. Bluetooth 5. It doesn't have 5.1, though. 5.1 was just announced not too long ago, and it supports yeah. uh, location, like, accurate down to something like an inch or something, which is kind of amazing, because you'll be able to find your keys not just in your couch, but you find your keys in the right cushion of your couch. Are you serious? Yeah, that was an announcement a couple of weeks ago. I to the show notes. It's kind of cool. Ah. <laughs> I am serious. So 5.1 adds much more accurate location uh, between two devices uh, using some fancy triangulation techniques of like um, seeing echoes bouncing off walls and stuff. Um, yeah, cool stuff, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I... I'm looking forward to it. Like, so uh, what do you what do you think of? I mean, you, the, I have had we've covered the leaks on the show here for a few weeks now. You obviously cover them daily on the yeah. Daily Show on Pocket now. So, what is your take on the S10 this year? Um, for me, I well, the probably the most important thing from the FCC for me was three devices. Like we've been covering rumors of four and up to five units. Uh, at least we know that uh, at Unpacked, most probably we're only going to get to see three. Uh, and only uh, three. Can you imagine how much work that's going to be? <laughs> but you know, for me, I don't know. I I wasn't necessarily uh, happy with the Galaxy S9 Plus, and then the Note 9 came. Like, I still, like, it's funny how the S9 Plus and the Note 9 both run the same software, both run the same internals, and yet I feel that the Note 9 performs so much better. And so, like, right now with the change to One UI, with the, you know, the possibility of better cameras, because uh, I don't know if you saw the, the news about DJ Co coming on record and being like these phones are not going to disappoint and the company president has instructed that he wants the best camera on these phones so i'm like you know samsung is one of those companies that's willing to throw their r&d at anything and just come up with something crazy so i can't wait to see what they're going to come up with like the rumors I, I are i actually think the camera system is going to be kind of like what i proposed mm -hmm. with apple for this year three cameras and one is wide, one is tele, one is regular, all stabilized, all high quality optics, all qual fast lenses, all good sensors, and really, really thoroughly tuned software. It's not going to be revolutionary technologically, it's probably going to be pretty revolutionary in the results. Exactly, refined, which is what Samsung's been doing really well for the We're past, gonna like, see the dual aperture on the main camera for sure. We're gonna see, you know, a lot of techniques used uh by by Google for uh, AI um doing bokeh and stuff like that applied um more aggressively, kinda like Huawei has and honor have the AI cams and stuff. Because mm -hmm. some Samsung hasn't really pushed too hard on the AI side of imaging yet. I think that's gonna be the big push these two these three phones and of course the Note ten after that. 
But tell me something, Miriam. Like, how do you feel about that variable aperture? Because, like, in my case, I'm disappointed in that particular part. Like, I feel that the shutter speed on these phones is terrible. Like, if you want to catch moving subjects at night with a, with any Galaxy, forget it. Like, it's just, it's going to look moved. Um, I, I think you have to use manual mode to really benefit from the dual aperture. I think it's the only way you can really benefit from it right true, now. True, true. But, I and mean, I... I feel that that variable, because I don't remember those problems with the Note 8, for example. Like, it would just snap the photo. And one of the things that I used to love about Galaxies in the time of the Note 8 and the S8 was you would look at the viewfinder at night and it would look like grainy and stuff. And it was like, just take the shot. Don't worry about it. Let right. the phone let the phone do its processing. And so I could trust an S8 or a Note 8. I can't trust the Note 9 or the S9. Uh I agree, but I don't think that's a byproduct of the dual aperture. I think it's a byproduct of, well, it is somewhat. I think what it is is that it's a new technology for them. They still need to optimize the software. We're going to see that refined and improved significantly this time around. Yeah. I think on paper, having dual apertures is kind of like having OIS. It only adds to the, uh, to the you know, to the. it's only a benefit. But it's, again, only a benefit once you tune the software properly, right? Yeah, true that. But I've done some great, great shots with the manual mode in f of 1.5, like, because I can actually get bokeh that's natural. Like, you can actually, True. if you go to manual mode, set the aperture to 1.5 in daylight, yeah. um, you can get, you can shoot up close up to something, and the bokeh you see in the background is completely real, and yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, no, So, true. doing portraits with uh, manual mode, not using the uh, portrait mode, Software feature is yeah. is actually one of the things that I feel that the S nine S nine or the S nine plus and the Note nine this year were the best. In fact, the S nine does it too because you don't need a secondary camera to do portraits if you manually shoot at f at f of one point five. True that that is it looks true. incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is right. I don't know. I that that's my take for for Samsung. I no, mean, I agree. I, I don't feel that to me. I would pick the like. I look at my fifty or so phones from last year that I got. You know, <laughs> because I, I generally get about one a week. So that's kind of how I think I have about fifty. Right, like FedEx or UPS or DHL show up once a week. Right, with a new phone, and and I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I've all, if I'd narrowed that down to ten top top tier phones. Which are the ones I would grab for photography? The the Samsungs do not cut it for me, even though they are so good. They are very, very close to They're at good. the top. But They're good. there are between the my Pixel 3, Pixel 3 XL, and my XL being a daily driver, always being with me, and the Mate 20 Pro has, having lived in my pocket continuously as a secondary phone, and then now the View, the, uh, View 20, and you know a bunch of other imaging phones that I felt have done a very good job, like the P20 Pro earlier this year. I don't know if I even want the Samsung phones for imaging or an iPhone for imaging. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. If that's what you're rocking right now, you're in good shape. But yeah. for me, it's not what I would go for. Like, I think there are better choices. Yeah, not, so, not, in, the, not in the time of a Mate 20 Pro. It's very difficult. It is very difficult I know, to right? I mean, the, the Mate 20 Pro just... You know, if you look at my Instagram right now, folks, this week, you will see I took photos of you, View 20, uh, on a View 20 to put on Instagram, like a back photo and a front photo of like the, the top third of the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So that I can show off the beautiful Chevron back, uh, blue back, glass back that's etched and show the front uh, hole punch camera. Mm -hmm. And if you look at these photos, they were taken with a Mate 20 Pro and telephoto in 
average indoor light. And don't tell me, look at them and don't tell me this blows your mind because they do blow your mind because they look like DSLR photos. They do. They do. I've taken photos of my kids, blurred backgrounds. Sorry, not blurred, but like bright backgrounds. You know, it's very difficult for a camera to, for a camera to meter in those conditions. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and oh, my God. Like I, so one of the things that I love about Panasonic's is their use of grain. You know, anything that's Leica, their use of grain and their Fuji use of... Fuji does the same. I yeah. love how they're... they're Digital photos feel like film photos. Exactly. They, they feel like film photos. And so they provide that sort of like film look. So I felt that the P20 Pro didn't do that. But the May 20 Pro is like the matured version of it. And I just, my God, like I used to love the May 10 Pro for that. And I feel that the May 20 Pro just takes it to the next level. Like I have photos of my kids that I'm like, God. I, I'm I I just I can't like I'm not saying the Pixel is not is 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 not a great camera. Of course it is. It's it's for me it's probably one of the best cameras. It's just that I feel like if you have been used to using DSLRs, you yeah. will feel more at home with a Mate 20 Pro than with a Pixel. It's just the the Mate 20 Pro behaves more like a I camera. Mean, the fact that you have a manual mode and you don't have that on the Pixel unless you install a third yeah. party app, which doesn't yeah. benefit from all the AI features of yeah. Google anyway, so then it's moot. No, I, I agree. To me, the Pixel Three is the is the bulletproof point and shoot phone, right? True. It's it's the, it's the it's the all rounder. It's the right. camera the, you the, can the trust. The Mate Twenty and P Twenty, but my, mostly the Mate Twenty Pro are the creative photography phones. If you have an ounce of photographer in you, forget the fact that it has EMUI. Forget the fact that it's expensive. Yeah. Forget the fact that yeah, the under finger under display fingerprint reader is a little slower, sometimes annoying. Forget X Y Z. Just just don't even think, buy that phone, use it for a year, take the best photos you've ever taken in your life on a mobile device and just just go with it because it is so good. I cannot, I cannot reinforce how good it is. Yeah, no, for me, it's just I'm waiting for one Android OEM to figure out video like an iPhone and then we'll talk like Hasn't for me Samsung done a really good no, job with no video? And, and I and I don't think that it's uh I don't think that it's a Samsung problem or uh or a Huawei problem I think it's a Kodak problem um I could show you videos like whenever we meet again most probably in Barcelona I will show you videos that I shot with my iPhone 4 in 720p in 2010 and you would not believe that it was a phone I know it, it's it's just there is something Apple knows video ever since the iPhone four whatever it is that they made that they did there like if I'm doing an Instagram story like I get dynamic range from an iPhone that I don't get on Android if I'm like people have no idea that like I could give you so many cases of videos that I've done where it is an iPhone doing the backup on a gimbal. Um, and so long as you've got good daylight, an iPhone is good enough. Like it's just, I, I have a hard time being able to tell the difference of 4k at 60 on my iPhone with good light. And obviously depending on whatever lens I was using, if, if I'm using my Panasonic GH5 with a kit lens, it's sort of like that, like the, it's to that level, you know, both at 4k so the and iPhone 60. Is, is your 
Which pick for video right now? For video, like, it, and it's been my pick for, for many years. It's just, I've tried everything. Like, I've used V30s. I've used the V40. I've used, you know, I've used the all the mates, all the galaxies. Like, it doesn't really matter if these cameras have manual controls and everything. It's just once you pull the footage into the computer and you notice the results, you can see the jittery movement. You can see the codec, just like the over-sharpening of the borders and the corners and it's just yeah. for me it's just it's disappointing sadly that's all i'm missing but but i you know before i i i remember that we were going to talk about the v20 i really want to hear what you think about the v20 in 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 you know both photography and video well i haven't used it much for video um like what to me as a non you know you you're pro video creator i just do videos really quickly for fun on my channel as a supplement to the podcast on youtube um i feel like what the was the reason that i'm shooting with a pixel 3 at least with an external mic because the built-in mic sucks um is oh, yeah. because it has the stabilization yeah no i don't need to carry a gimbal and that's what i also love about the mate 20 pro the p20 pro the view 20 is they have really good stabilization um, but I agree with you that I see the results and it feels like a phone, whereas to a lesser extent, like to, to, I agree with you on the iPhone, it looks the best in terms of the end result when you import it. And, and I feel Samsung's pretty good too, but not, you're right, it's not quite there. And, and I don't know, I think you're right, maybe it's Kodak, maybe it's, you know, they're more f kind of cinema people on the team at apple but i want to see that change because i feel like um you know i would love to have a device i don't have to put on a tripod or gimbal that i can shoot with that just is solid you know and i feel yeah. like the iphone while it's amazing doesn't have the stabilization chops on on video no it doesn't uh, have quite the same quality ai stabilization as the mate the mate 20 pro is the best in stabilization uh, to me so so here's the thing it, it it is like it's funny you want to know what which is my favorite in stabilization one plus six t oh interesting <laughs> it is i wouldn't it even is, think of i wouldn't is, think of shooting video on the one plus six t it is gimbal like good it is wow. crazy good. It's just, it's so good. It's just the problem is, uh, again, we go back to, in the case of Android video, you need a lot of light. And even then, the the EIS, it's like, it, it provides this like warpiness when you walk. And so you can, like, there, there have been cases in certain videos that I've done where you can even tell that there are parts of the video that it's like if one part is warping and the other one is not. Depending on right. how low, like, like if you wanted to make a video at the golden hour with an iPhone, with with a with any Android phone, forget it. If I need to bring a cell phone camera for golden hour, I will bring an iPhone. Oh, That's I just, understand that, and I think again, I think it's because the iPhone doesn't use electronic stabilization, not yeah. in the sense that, like, not as aggressively as Pixel or Mate I, or I, I or feel Samsung. that the XS does bring some because some I, yeah, but it doesn't pollute. It doesn't dilute the experience. Exactly, and to a certain degree, it just if you're a if you're a cinematographer, you you sometimes actually do want for things to not look like if Morticia Adams is walking. Like you actually <laughs> you actually want a little of that realism just to add to the video to a certain degree. If you're vlogging, you want people to walk with you in the take. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you just don't want to, you know, make, make people puke out of how, you know, how <laughs> jittery the thing is. You don't want that. So I feel that it's like the best of both worlds. No, I think you're right. 
but I just don't feel it stabilizes enough on, for me when I'm just, you know, in my kind of like, for the, I guess not just for me, but for the average person, you know? True that. That doesn't really pay attention. Like if you're intentionally filming, you can buy one of those little Xiaomi gimbals, right? Yeah. Um, or DJI makes a great one, right? And and yeah. you're perfectly fine, right? You're you're good to go with the iPhone, I think. You you solve that lo- that last mile problem of stabilization. As, as, as a vlogging tool, like the iPhone is the vlogging phone. Sp- particularly right. the XS with their audio improvements. Um, like, it's funny, just like their microphones are crazy. You know, yeah. it's, it's like forget your shotgun microphone. Forget any of this. Just if you're vlogging, just stick to an iPhone. Just yeah. let the iPhone well, do its you work. Go. Oh, you know what other phone was really good? Back Which? in its time, the HTC 10. Oh, that, yeah. That was probably like they had the, the front old, camera stabilized. Exactly. And the microphones. Yeah. Like it had the directional microphone technology. Like it knew that if you were the closest subject to it and you're in the middle of a crowd, it would pick your audio instead of everything around it. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I want to touch a little quickly more on the View 20s, other stuff I like. Okay, so the uh, photography, it's definitely up there. For a mid-ranger, it's better than the 6T. So if you're buying a phone at that fi- at that critical $500, $600 price point right now, and you shop cross-shopping with the Honor View 20 and the, uh, and the uh, OnePlus 6T, and imaging is what matters to you, buy the Honor. Yeah. Because it beats the iPhone, the, uh, the OnePlus 6T in terms of imaging. Uh, in 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 every category, is it as good as a Mate Twenty Pro or a P Twenty Pro? Well, or that's even a my Mate question. 20? I don't know. It, it's yeah, that's my question. It's not as good, but in some ways, the the Honor View Twenty is a one trick pony because it, it has that you know quad buyer forty eight megapixel sensor, and and so as a result, you can do all this cool pixel binning, you know, really good low light performance because you have essentially one point six micron pixels when you shoot at when you shoot at uh, at uh, 12 megapixels because you're binning, uh, even though the pixels are 0.8 micron at 48 megapixels. So it, it has really good low light out of the box, and I feel like I'm not needing the night mode as much and not benefiting as much from the night mode. And then, of course, it has, you know, uh, that crazy ultra clarity 48 megapixel, which you can keep zooming and keep zooming, and it's like, wow, right? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, and it's interesting because I almost would recommend if you have a View 20 that you don't bother with um, the uh, the two times zoom, the digital zoom, which is like a, a basically a hybrid zoom that does like all kinds of pixel binning for zooming because yeah. you better off shooting at 48 megapixels of all clarity and getting a crop of that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's that good. So that's why I'm impressed with the View 20. That and the price and the build quality and materials and that gorgeous IPS panel. The whole punch is amazing. Once you see it, you're like, of course, every phone should be like that. No more notch, even a teardrop notch getting in the way of your videos. It's down at the bottom left corner if you're watching landscape. It's perfect. It's really great. Um, you know, uh, Kirin 980, it, it's honestly, here's the thing that blows my mind the most, Jaime. Performance. Mm-hmm. It feels oh, faster than for, the OnePlus 6T. For me, the Kirin 980 is the Kirin 980. It's just if only it feels they, faster than a 6T. If only they gave me the option to get rid of a of EMUI. And even oh yeah, there, and that's there are things about EMUI that I like. Um, they but, rebranded it. It's called Magic now. <laughs> it's it's Magic for them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I agree. I, 
I don't know. I, I feel that the the user interface, to a certain degree, I like EMUI because it's a little more Spartan in its animations. It's, there aren't any, and so it feels faster. Um, but then that's just about it. Like, there are so many unnecessary hurdles to do certain things that just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um or, you know, Michael Fisher and I always complain. Like, I have to tell Michael that I figured out how to disable that pinch to call on to. Oh, abs- yeah, yeah. I figured out how to disable that. I just don't remember how. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I figured it out. And so now my life with the Mate 20 Pro is is happy. <laughs> that was yeah. Like- um, I think it's I it's in the settings. Look for whatever it was called and you can disable it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had I had the same epiphany by the way, but yeah. So overall, like the phone is amazing for the money. Great build, mic quality, great material, great specs. The camera has got some really cool, unique yeah. features. You can't go wrong with this phone. As I said, to me, it, it, right now, if I had to pick between that and my and um six uh, T, I w- would really have to think hard because the six T only gives me two advantages: S- kind of stockish Android and more more like quicker, more more updates more often, right? Yeah. The, the the Honor View Twenty comes with nine out of the box, the latest security um, pack and everything, so it's really updated. Um, you know, I can live with the MUI because I just skin it. You know, I put I put like another launcher Nova or something, and I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but that's a tough call. Like to me, imaging definitely wins on the View Twenty. Performance, uh, four thousand milliamp hour battery. I mean. The thing is a champ, uh, and and the Karen Nine E just blows my mind. I, I installed apps yesterday from the App Store. I'm just like from the Google Play Store, and I'm like, just, wait, you've done? You're done? Like you 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 did yeah. you, you, you finish? You installed? I'm like, wow. I, I it's just I would, insane. I think I would pick the View Twenty. It's just you you mentioned things like that. It's a one trick pony, but it's not just any trick. No, the camera and a little bit, right? Because yeah, no. Of that, Ultra but if high you, res. But if you think about it, it's not just any trick. This is like, you know, out of, trick. Out, out of all tricks, this is the one you should get right, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so it's, it's like, for me, I'm down. Like, if you think about it, the 6T, it's, it's, tr- it's trick. If we are going to call that a one-trick pony, it's powerful specs for the money. And so here you have powerful specs and a great camera for the money. Yeah. You know? I know. It's great. So listen, there's a few more topics I want to quickly go over, news items. Um, we talked about Samsung's S10. There's also a leak of the Samsung Sport Watch, which is basically uh, similar to the, the Galaxy Watch, but uh, more t- geared towards sports. And it looks like it has very little bezel, which is really yeah. interesting. It, it, it doesn't like even look like it has the ring that rotates the, yeah, around the edge. I, I was going to tell you, so it looks like if they're killing the rotating bezel, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to complain. No, like, it looks cool, honestly, because like all, you know, low bezel looks good on a phone. It, it's going to look great on a watch too. Am I the only person that doesn't like the rotating bezel? Like, I don't find the like I I find the 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 user experience counterintuitive because you have to rotate the bezel, but then you have to press the screen. Like, I wish that the I know, bezel I wish that the bezel had like a like a, a, a heat yeah, tap. Yeah. yeah, I could live without it, but I have to say, from an engineering perspective, I'm amazed that that bezel with all the you know banging against hard surfaces and water and everything else still works like day one it's mm, an incredibly in well engineered device in, oh in yeah yours, yours is failed in my gear s3 like you can already hear the bezel like crackling whenever my watch vibrates you can hear the crackling on the galaxy watch it's better uh, okay. But on, but I, on my I only Gear have S- that as a point of reference. So. Yeah, but my Gear S3, like over, so like I use that watch a lot. 
And uh, it just it didn't age well in that perspective. I hear you. Um, yeah. Quick thing. Uh, Vivo V15 Pro rumors. I think you covered this. Oh, my God. Does that look real or does it look like Photoshop? All those No, lenses. it's real. But we saw a leaked photo. Um, I, uh, I look, I love Chinese phones that are just weird. And give me a phone with a <laughs> electric pop-up front camera and a freaking three triple camera rear and like, you know, make it weird. You know, I'll take it. it I'll try it out. It's just, I'm kind of excited about this form factor madness we have going on. And in that sense, I'm super excited about the Energizer announcement because they have like full, like full screen phones at probably a pretty low price point. It's kind of cool. So yeah. long, so long as when you hold them, they don't feel like you know a blue phone, you know, or an, an elephant. <laughs> well, like. you know, let's see what happens at MWC. I'm just saying, look, I'm excited to see you know, bring on the crazy. Like, come on, go Agreed. all out. Like, Agreed. Just, no. And and we got listen. We got to hand it to the you know to all the companies under the umbrella of Vivo. No, so so what's the company BBK? Yeah, uh, you know they've it's got Oppo, Oppo and OnePlus, One, basically OnePlus and Vivo. Like, oh and my Oppo. God! Like these people. Like, if you think about it, think about the rotating camera that they came up with back in the day with an oh, Oppo yeah. and three. Like, the only bad part about that camera was the camera. Like, the camera was terrible, <laughs> but but the idea the idea was fantastic. Yeah. And that phone, like the the design of that phone. So one of the coolest things of of meeting these people from like Oppo and all these companies. Miriam, they're all young. Like I feel like the oldest guy in the room every time I'm there. Um, and so, like <laughs> their their designer was this girl that was like 23 years old and did an internship in Samsung. And here she comes, and here she comes with these crazy designs. And they they actually like she was pretty much the first person to come in that helped the surgeons of Oppo into being what it is. And yeah. so, you know, like I don't like they they're doing some really cool stuff. They got to work on their software, but their hardware is legit. I love it. Uh, speaking of which, I've got an Oppo R17 incoming. It's in customs, uh, probably what? because I, of I'm the ups- government shutdown. I'm upset. I, I, I'm, I'm the only guy that hasn't gotten one. Uh, just ping Alex and you'll, you'll send you one. I will. Um, uh, Red Magic Mars is in the house. I have to unbox it, but I oh. have one. So, you know, Miriam, oh, how has that been? Wow. Nice. Uh, I mean, how if you guys know how much i love the pocophone f1 i'm really curious to put this phone through its paces to see how how good it is i'm just like so i just did a i finally did my review of the razor phone too oh, uh a couple of days you. ago for me my condolences no, no i actually <laughs> like that phone after like after like four software updates the camera's actually usable the you know thing i've about- been using the pixel 3 camera on that phone it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, so I've heard. But the thing about it is, like, the, what I mentioned in my review is, like, all right, so I like the concept of the gaming phone. I love the design of this phone. My Raiju mobile controller is finally here. This is all great. Oh, yeah. You, the Raiju want, is cool. I just unboxed want, it. You want to know what's missing, Miriam? What? The games. Where are the yeah, games? Yeah, of course. It's Android. Like, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, all right. So, you know, when you have companies like Huawei giving you the premise that the that the Mate 20X is going to compete with a Nintendo Switch, I'm like, oh, that's a very tall order. That is a very tall order. But, yeah. if you think, but if you think about it from an architecture perspective, and you're an engineer, Miriam, I mean, how much different is a Nintendo Switch to an Android phone? It isn't. I, I, I'm really thinking that, uh, you know, if you want a good gaming phone right now, go buy a View 20. 
Yeah, but the problem. You're a 980. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is the games. Like Android. Yeah, well, that's my point. Don't spend the money on a gaming phone. Buy a Poco Phone F1. You get same performance, and you can play all the kind of meh games on Android. Exactly, and so and my experience with the with the Raiju controller is the 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 amount of games that are supported by the controller are not only bad; they're old. Like they're mostly old games. Like, yeah. like if you want to play Fortnite, Fortnite, I believe, just launched support like two days ago after my video went up, obviously. <laughs> of uh, course. But, but even so, like it hasn't deployed to everybody. And apparently people are already complaining that the experience is trash. And so I'm like, why, why can't Android get this right? Why is it that we already have the phones, we have the hardware, but then the games and it's just Android. Because is- Nintendo refuses to publish their games on iOS and Android. But that's the thing. Like, do we need that? Is it, Are yes. you telling me that there is no expertise? As somebody who worked there? in the game industry for 18 years, what makes a game is not whatever hardware you run it on. It's having a creative studio that creates games that are compelling and fun to play and have really good gaming experiences. And unfortunately, those people right now live in the console world and are slowly coming into mobile, but they're not there yet. And, and, then and that's, that's why if you give them a Switch developer kit mm-hmm. uh, and they look at it as a console and they treat it as a console and the games rock. Yeah. And, and then that's one thing. The second thing is how much these mobile games want to nickel and dime you. Like oh, if, yeah. you, if, if you want to launch Asphalt 9, try to do the math right now when you grab that Nubia Magic Mars. Just do the math of how many steps you have to follow just to be able to start playing the damn thing because <laughs> of how much they want you. They want you to get bonus points and they want you to get a new kit, but then they have to sell that to you. And I'm like, really? I just want to play my damn game, man. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. I found that true of a lot of racing games. Look, I'm going to actually evaluate the uh, the Red Magic Mars as a day-to-day um you know, Snapdragon 845 smartphone. I'm going to treat it like a normal phone, like mm-hmm. I did with the Razer, like I did with the ROG, Republic Gamer uh, phone, because I feel that this is the angle that a lot of few people are taking. There are a lot of people like, can you can you make the Poco phone into a gaming phone? Can you make the Pixel 3 into a game phone? You of course can. you can. Look at the specs. Yeah. But 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 how bad is it? How much do you compromise when you buy a Blade, like, a, sorry, a Red Magic Mars, right um Mm -hmm. and and because you're a gamer and you'll play the games and you'll benefit from the gaming on it uh but how much you compromise the the everyday experience is is the camera still good is 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 it you know are there little weirdnesses in the ui that make you get really cranky after a while that's the kind of stuff i want to look at good so I'm, i'm looking forward to your review um, one last thing before we wrap up quickly, I want to let the audience know that I have received a ZTE Blade Max View and a ZTE Blade Max 2S, which are 179 or whatever, 170 something and $199 unlocked phones available from ZTE in the US. Mm-hmm. Now that they've, you know, paid their fines and are back in the good graces of the great regime. Um, <laughs> so I will let you know what I think maybe at some point in the podcast. Uh, don't expect too much, folks, here. Uh, on the plus side, you'll see a lot of Blade Max view reviews that mention it runs Android 7. 
But the good news is it's now got updated to Oreo last night. So it, at least both phones are on Oreo now, which with the Snapdragon 840, it's not, sorry, not 845. With the Snapdragon 435 is still a very painful experience. That's all no, but, you really need to know. <laughs> but I, I was I was seeing your your uh, unboxing. It's like, regardless, they don't look ugly. Like, they don't look like No, they're phones. not bad at all. Like, honestly, no. the, the, the displays are really nice on them. The camera performed okay for the price point yeah. um, but it's no Moto G6 you know True. and 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 that's the thing and speaking of which um, I'm going to put this in the show notes I think and I think because I know we have to wrap it up but there's there are leaks starting to come out with the Moto G7 the successor to the amazing G6 last year so I'm really hoping that Moto keeps up the good work because their G series has been a gem hence the G for gem for years yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would no, I, I did see a couple of rumors on that. It's just. I mean, it's inevitable. I, I, we're gonna see some MWC. They always announce them at MWC. So. Yeah, but I want that Razer flip phone, man. <laughs> oh well, that's. I don't think we're gonna see. Have you heard anything from Motorola? No, MWC? no, no, not really. No. Um, right. I from some sources I hear that it might be in June. Oh, at the well, time, that makes more at, sense. At, at, at the time when we usually hear about the Z phones. Ah, it's the new Z. Most probably. But it's going to be called V because it folds in half like a V. And the V3 was the, if the, you think, the code name for the yeah. laser. So. And if you think about it, it's like the, the Moto Mod ecosystem, this was the last year to support them. <laughs> Suckers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a such a bitch. <laughs> Those of you with Z phones, I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you should have a eulogy for your Z phones, okay? <laughs> Um, <laughs> write it. I will edit it for you and post it on the internet. Um, seriously, if you write a eulogy for the Z phone, I will put it on, like, I will get someone that I know to publish it on, like, one of the big blogs. <laughs> um, but I will edit it first and put my name on it, because I'm like that. Um, <laughs> Jaime, uh, do you want to pitch your, your site and your stuff? Tell people where they can find you on the internet. As usual in Pocket Now, uh, at Pocket Now everywhere, and in my personals, I'm mostly on Instagram at my name, at Jaime Rivera, just all together. And what an Instagram it is. Check it out, folks. Lots yeah. of great travel photos there. I, I learned I from you. I learned from the pro. <laughs> What's my favorite thing about all of us, all of us journalists is that we're also... You know, kind of travel bloggers in many ways, vloggers, bloggers, photographers, whatever, because we travel so much. It's great. It, it is cool, yeah. Um, You guys... You folks, everyone out there, know where to find me. I'm at Tanker on the internet. Uh, that's T-N-K-G-R-L, like the comic book character without the vowels. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. That's my handle. I didn't get it on YouTube. So youtube.com slash Miriam my full name spelled out Miriam with a Y. That's where you're going to find the Mobile Tech Podcast channel, basically a supplement to this show. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Get our page views up on the YouTube. It would, it would help uh, support the show. And, and of course, subscribe to this podcast mobiletechpodcast.com is where we're at we're on all the major podcasting platforms Apple, Google uh, Pocket Cast Overcast uh, TuneIn Radio even if you have a, 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 an account there you don't actually need an account for TuneIn you can just get the podcast directly there um, so uh, I want to thank our sponsor as well before we go real quick Audible is our sponsor for the show audible.com is the place to go for audiobooks if you love reading but you cannot for some reason read physical paper or e-paper this is the place to go to get your fix uh, they have an incredible selection of books read by incredible people 
and it's just wonderful if you're driving, commuting something. Uh, in addition to your podcast collection, just go to audible.com and get some books to listen to. Um, you'll support the podcast if you click through the link in the show notes um, and by signing up. And uh, so if you don't have Audible already, you get 30-day free trial, all that good stuff. Um, audibletrial.com slash mobile tech is the link. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Thanks, Jaime, for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the invite. Always a pleasure. We were nerding out like crazy there. It was great. <laughs> so that's kind of like why I like having Jaime on. It's like we're sitting at a coffee shop talking about ranting and raving about whatever is going on in our minds right now. It's great. Let, let's actually do that in Barcelona. How about that? Oh, we need to. I, I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities towards the end of the week. So let's do that for sure. Yeah. You're on. Definitely. All right, folks, stay tuned for another show next week. I'll have uh, another guest and we'll see you then. Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.